Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Mine Hunters, season one, episode six. This is another short review because I don't have much to say. It was pretty, <laughs> uh, there was a little interesting aspects on car side of things, but for the most part, um, I wasn't as engaged in the Beverly Jean arc, uh, and it was more about how do you translate a terrible crime making three people responsible for such crime when one person actually committed the crime and then what that means for the prosecution trying to convince a jury as much the story this episode was by joe penhall the teleplay by joe penhall and tobias lindholm and it was also directed by tobias we start with our favorite ADT man, serviceman, named Dennis the Menace, who is making a knot while his wife is taking care of their daughter and how she don't look over at her husband and think, you're a psychopath. But that's all we have this week on Dennis the Menace. Tune in next week for Possible Murder. Back at the FBI, Shefford offers Carr a position like, look, a lot of people are interested in this program. You're probably one of the more qualified people to be in charge of this program. So let's just go ahead and give you a full-time consulting position. She immediately says no, but he's like, just sleep on it. He did ask if she had family or if she had a husband or something to that effect because he was waiting to... Uh, to give the argument he already knew that though of why she should just come over here there's nothing keeping you back where you are at but there are a few things keeping her where she is at including her own career but i think at the end she accepts the position because as her lover or partner said everyone else is not as smart as we are but she wants to teach those people that that can be taught why not use my expertise for improvement uh they go back to altoona i will say ten chami cracking up with his first words he's like so just tell me why the fuck were you crying <laughs> i like the way in which they did go back and forth between frank and benji like benji what's up man we we know that frank did it they go back to frank frank's like nah 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 this was not me at all this was all benji then we find out that frank raped her after benji got upset and knocked her out called him he took advantage of the situation then convinced uh benji that she was a slut anyway that doesn't seem hard to do they also realized that the uh the sister what was her name rose i believe she also was involved because car listens to the interview tapes and realizes that she's talking in the present tense even i picked up on that she's like she's sloshing in the bathtub i'm like you said she was dead how is she moving <laughs> you contradicted yourself in your own statement because you're reliving and trying to tell a lie at the same time uh so she wants all of three of them tried 
they go back and speak to uh to the prosecution because he's only trying to well he's making a deal with frank and trying to blame it on benji rose is not even being charged at all as an accomplice even though she was totally there and didn't do much even though i feel that if she would have went to trial she would have easily been the one that got the least sentence but it's about being charged for the crime uh car ends up going because ford cannot or tench can't go because he has a court date so car and ford go up or am i saying the right names always yeah ford he go they go up to the prosecution they try to talk to him she is so very impatient she's like you are clearly not getting this i'm surprised that uh ford allowed her to lead but she is more of the expert in this he definitely seems like he has a crush though because <laughs> earlier when they were driving she's like so nervous chatter is how you deal with your anxiety basically and then there's another scene where he's like she's staying but continuing on with car she then goes back home to actually i'm not sure where she lives there's too many places but we find out that she oh she's in boston uh we find out that she is uh a lesbian that she has a partner named annalise and that she wants to discuss with her regarding accepting the offer for the fbi annalise is completely against it she says look your career comes first not to mention the fact that you would have to keep your sexuality a secret uh she makes a point about or they kind of get in an argument because she basically saying this is beneath you they go out and hang out with her friends annalise chooses to show affection but car seems to not uh to not reciprocate that she uh, is it meant to indicate she wants to be in the closet she prefers to be in the closet so that's just an excuse and maybe she's going to virginia because she wants that to be her life i'm not sure but she after this interaction she decided to go and accept the position back to my favorite duo ford and tench tench invites uh holden over for dinner he wants to bring debbie they have a double date i will say when tench sat down in that chair and he saw his son and uh holden interacting he looked so happy in that moment and i felt some kind of way because he's like my, my sons uh the women a lot of bitching don't you hate when someone invites you over to dinner and then they always want to compare your relationship to their relationship making everything fucking awkward that's exactly what tench's wife was doing oh your husband talks about things huh your partner talks about stuff oh it's so hard she was telling every bit is this just a, a caucasian woman thing you beat someone for five seconds and you tell them what she was drinking there is that <laughs> so first thing she did was offer her some liquor would you like some wine oh look you're so young i my youth is over everything about <laughs> 
Titch's wife, I wanted to feel sorry for her, but, and it's not to say that I don't necessarily, but that was just to all a lot. It's like, girl, do you need to, do you need some friends? <laughs> you don't need to drop everything on this 22 year old girl that just showed up in your house. Uh, but the boys had fun. <laughs> they then go back to Altoona when uh, Mark calls and says, look, the prosecution is going ahead with offering, offering Frank a plea deal and that the other two <laughs> are going to be tried afterwards. And they're completely disgusted. He's like, look, I got it, but I'm not going to be able to convince a jury and this is the best way in which I can get all three of them. And, and Frank, the more dangerous one, is going to end up going to, to a mental institution. And he said it's down on us anyway because we released him the first time, which kind of factual. Uh, I appreciated that they shook his hand at the end, but I laughed out loud when he was like, let me at least buy you dinner. Uh, no, we need to get back. I've lost my appetite. That was so petty. I laughed. <laughs> uh, and that pretty much sums up the episode. There's a moment in which Debbie, I just, I so not on the Debbie and Ford relationship. I don't know why. I just feel like he's entirely into insecure and she kind of likes playing into that. She takes off his ties like that's better. She's like, it's kind of like we're grownups. And he's kind of like, I feel like you're always trashing me. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and it's a little tiresome because i don't judge you about your speed okay so don't judge me about being so damn square all the time even though that's what you want it's what you want it's what you want to marry let's see uh there's also other things i don't know i don't know that whole suburban 70s thing is not something i'm familiar with <laughs> To be able to speak on a lot but it definitely is eye-opening and i think that's all i have to say about this episode like i said a very short concise uh course of events and i meant i missed there was a mention of kemper because it was like those were the good old days <laughs> i miss him i want him back because i do love that actor i thought those scenes were great so if you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Oh, they also chose another guy that they're going to interview. His name is, I think, Jerry something with a B. But he has a foot fetish. So much so that he chopped off a heel or chopped off the ankle and left the heel on and put it in his freezer. He he's he's and then he also uh inserted something somewhere so that's who they're going to talk to next and that's what i'm excited for call me sick and disgusting but i want to i want to get to the juice this wasn't the, the benji frank thing it was was very uh just happenstance and that's fine but now i'm ready to get back to some of these crazier uh interviews where we can learn some really really interesting shit so once again, blackercouch at gmail.com. 
my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>